Welcome to the podcast arm of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Peculiar People's Parish, based in Regina, Canada. Our mandate is pursuing His purpose, pronouncing His power, and proclaiming His praise. You can subscribe to our podcast channel today, so you never miss an episode of our podcasts. Be blessed by this teaching. Our God is too faithful to fail. And coming to that understanding is rest. Coming to that understanding. It may take a while. It may appear not like it. But one thing that is so sure is that he that seated in the heavens shall laugh. It is for sure. The scripture says it. And it has happened over and over. He never fails. He never disappoints. He never abandons his own. Says, I would never leave you nor forsake you. That is God speaking to someone this morning. We talked about divine rest. Solomon told King Hiram of Tyre, says, and my God, the, the Lord my God, had given me rest on every side. Solomon was ruling in the same location, territory, where the same enemies that fought his fathers were. Know that our sister shared the testimony, seeing the ancient of, uh, you know, ancient gods of his of her father in their compound, and threatening her and saying, "You will not be released." <laughs> he that seated in heaven shall laugh over them. Who is he that speaks and make it happen when God has not spoken? God, has, who is he that decreates him and bring it to pass when God has not said? God has not spoken. The ancient gods of father's land or father's home or wherever they come for, they will come and wanting to threaten. Solomon was telling King Hiram the same thing here. He said, and Solomon sent to him, verse 3, thou knowest, you know, from 1 Kings chapter 5, verse 3 now, you know that David, my father, could not do some things because of what he experienced in terms of enemy's activities around him. He could not build Unto the name of the Lord is God. He had that desire. He had that interest. He, he wanted it at all costs. But he could not do it. Why? For the wars which were about him on every side. Until the Lord put them under the sole of his feet. So David spent his entire life fighting battles. Right from his youth age. Before he got married. Before he even had anything called family. Of his own, he has started fighting battle. You remember the battle of Goliath, I mean, against Goliath? He was just 17 when he fought that battle. And then he continued. Even before then, there have been some bear and lion that was sent to end his destiny. But God empowered him. Do you understand? This guy has been in battle from the beginning of his life. In fact, Bible history, uh, Bible uh, scholars, uh, scholars tell, us, uh, tell us that uh, David was born of Bathsheba. Right? So he was born. That's why his mother was, I mean, his mother was not mentioned in the Bible. It's not confirmed, but story from Bible scholars. Now, that he was actually, he came through the lineage of Bathsheba. And, uh, and, and because of the, sorry, what's this uh, lady's um, 
No, the lady that wrote. Uh, no, that Rahab, is that? Rahab the harlot, right? Came through that. Yeah, came through that lineage. And they said David's mom was, was also an harlot or something that gave birth to him. That's why he said something like his iniquity was conceived, in the iniquity was formed, and all of that stuff. But anyways, let's leave that aside. But what I am trying to get at is that from his childhood, he has been facing battle. And you remember when Samuel visited his father's house, where was he? In fact, he was not reckoned as one of the children. Because they asked him to gather his children. Why was David not part of the children? Because he was not reckoned with. And this guy was able to say, you set a table before me in the presence of my enemies. That's what God can do. They will look at you and they cannot do anything about it. They see, they see the prosperity happening. They see the increase happening. Now, I, was, I always wonder in my mind, when David knelt down before Samuel and he said, this is the man, in the presence of his brother, pouring the oil on those that were rejected before he even came. How convenient, comfortable was that? The guy would take the oil and he would sneakily leave the, left the house and his brother would just be watching. Us. You again? That's our enemy will watch you and say, you again, yes. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God is too faithful to fail us. Having that understanding that the work of our rest has been completed is resting itself. Having that understanding that God has completed the job. So David continued to fight the battle until the twilight of his, of his reign as king that God put all his enemy under his feet. Now Solomon, his son, started enjoying that rest. It would be wrong for Solomon to start living in the same life of battle that God has won. Do you know that many believers today are still living in the life of battle that is already won? We still continue to say, I must fight the battle. In fact, what life is battle? I must fight. No, life may be battle, but God has won the victory. And so we operate from the lineage of victory, victorious ones, and we are not fighting for victory anymore. Do you understand? The Bible tells me, if you look at Colossians chapter 2 verse 14, it said, blotting out the underwriting of ordinances that was written against us, which was contrary to us, and it took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross, and having spoiled what? principalities and powers. In verse 15, the scripture says he made an, a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Jesus Christ has completed that battle. You and I don't have to fight it again. But unfortunately, Christians are still fighting battles that are won, that has been won a long time ago. And that's why we are, we are troubled. That's why we are worried. That's why we have anxiety. That's why we have you know, things disturbing us, not understanding that God is just too faithful to fail you. Challenge God. Bring yourself to him and fail. And let, you, let's, let me fail in trusting him. It's better. And I will be the product of his failure. But do you know what? Esther says, if I perish, I per people like that don't perish. When you get to the point where you will, God, if you cannot do it, let me fail. Trust in you. And I will be the first product of your failure. God will show up. But many times, like God, time is going. As if God is controlled by time. No. 
We're like, God, but how can this thing be? Mary asked the Lord through the angel and said, how can it be? Seeing that I have not known a man. She was thinking through the senses and the lenses of humanity. But God was saying, no, that's not what happened. The power of the Almighty which overshadow you and that thing that will come out of you we call the, sons of the, Mo- the Son of the Most High. Now, the, you need to understand that there is some ways that things, God has completed some things for us and we need to connect to those things that God has completed. And that's what we call rest. God is too faithful to fail. It is his desire that you and I should live a life of abundance, a life of peace, a life of joy. But we need to know some things for us to get in there. That's why that book of Ephesians, I mean Hebrew, and that's where we're going this morning because of my time, Hebrew chapter, chapter 4. If you can join me to Hebrew chapter 4, you know, in verse um, 9. It says, there there remained therefore a rest to the people of God. There's not going to be a rest. The rest is there. The rest is made already. All that you and I need to do is to, verse, verse 11, to labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. To labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. Many believers still continue to struggle to understand that the rest is there. And then they continue to say, I want victory by myself. But the scripture says that God is, there's a power in us that work in us. And that power that work in us is the power that takes us to the place of rest through the knowledge that we have in God. Now look at what Ephesians 3.20 says, now unto him that's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. There's a power that works in us. There's a power that takes us to the place of rest. And the scripture says again, 2 Peter 1.3, that by his divine power, God has given to us all things that pertains to life and godliness. How many people believe that scripture? Okay. All right. Thank you. How many people do, don't believe that scripture? You do not believe it. I know nobody will raise up their hand. <laughs> but you know, sometimes our actions show that we don't believe those scriptures. Let's look at 2 Peter again. Is it projected? Church, let's read together. He has all that through the knowledge. All right, thank you. According to his divine power, the scriptures say he's going to give us. Is that? He has. According to his divine power, he has given. Past tense, or past participle actually. What has been given is given is gone. It's done. Before you and I were born. Why then don't we see it? Why why is it then that we don't see these things that God has given us? Okay. How many people here have been worried before over anything? Anything. Okay. We have lots of people. Okay, maybe we should make it better. How many of us superhuman that have never been worried before? I can't see anyone. Okay. Another scripture, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. 
Let's put that up as well. And I would like it to be in NLT version so that people can uh, connect with uh, that grammar. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Church, can we read together? Okay. NLT, sir. Media? Okay, don't. For what? Thank you. Don't worry about anything. How many people are in line, aligning to that scripture? You don't worry about anything. God bless you, sir. So you don't worry about anything. All right. Amen. Now, the Bible says don't worry about anything. That is rest. That is rest. How many of us that we worry, including myself, I've worried before. How many of us that we worry that after, thereafter, on the inside, you now, everything is now completed. And you now, what was I worrying about before? How many people have seen that? Yeah. Same way, sir, same way, ma. That which we are worried about right now has been taken care of. We need to come to that understanding for us to have what is called absolute rest in God. That which you are troubled about right now, where will the money come from? Oh, he's sick. I hope he will be well. Oh, will this marriage work? Oh, will this child be okay? Oh, will I pass the exam? How will I get that job? By the time you, you now get to that point, you ask yourself, why was I even worried in the first place? Have you ever thought of it that today was a tomorrow you worry about yesterday? Today? And when the day finishes, you're like, why was I even disturbed over these things? Only if we know that he's too faithful to fail us. Many believers are not finding themselves in this rest. And Paul was warning when he was writing the book of Hebrew by the Holy Spirit. That we should be afraid in verse 1. I mean, verse, uh, yeah, verse 1. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it, just like the Israelite in the wilderness. He said, For unto us was the gospel preached as it was preached unto them. Who? He was talking about the Israelite in the, in the in, you know, journey from Egypt to the Canaan land. Where they were in the wilderness. The gospel was preached to them that there is salvation already. There is a promised land you are going to. The plan of God was to take them there 40 days. But these people, because of unbelief, they could not see that happening. Their mindset was clouded with unbelief. They could not see the freedom that Moses was talking about. And so in the wilderness, they were still having slavery mentality. And Paul says here that we should not be like them. Our mind has to be liberated for us to enter into that rest. If our mind is not liberated, we will continue to stay perpetually in our trouble and worry as if God's words were not true. Paul says, therefore, the message was preached unto them as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that had it. 
If you know what God knows, you will stop worrying. Do you understand? If we can understand what God, what God knows, and this is what God is showing us. And the Bible says in Matthew 13 verse 11, it is given unto you and I to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. There are many things around that will cause us to be agitated. Will bring us to a, an unstable level. But there will be also time that you and I need to test situation to be calm because the word of God says otherwise. That's how to enter in verse, uh, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 11. Labor to enter. You will have to study the word and believe it. It's a struggle. It's a battle. But when you get in there, peace be still. I was sharing with my wife yesterday while we were thinking, talking about this. Some situation happened some few months ago. And I was a little bit disturbed. I was, God, what's going on? Rest, there was restlessness in my spirit. I was, what's going on? What's going on here? And then early in the morning, I woke, the Holy Spirit got me woke, to, I mean, got me up and I was just having my section and all of that. But a song came into me. And that song continued to flow. I continued to flow. I continued to flow for almost an hour plus. I was just singing that song. Though I walk through the valleys low, I feel no evil by the word that still my soul my heart will trust in you my heart will trust in that's all just that song just that song do you know that's prayer on its own Prayer is not where that's sometimes we pray in flesh. Sometimes we and that's those prayers they come from the place of fear. And we, we pray in unbelief. And, and say, I've been praying about it. God has not even seen us praying about it. Because we are not connecting in the spirit realm. God is just saying, sing that song. That's all. And I sang that for a couple of um, hours or so. And, and that was it. And there was calmness. Tindenti now. The whole situation occurred. Everything happened. Nothing. And I was telling myself, why was I even worried in the first place? Why was I disturbed in the first place? I am telling someone today to keep that anxiety aside and connect to what God has completed. If you know what God knows, you will not be afraid. Some years ago, I was going to, I mean, I was going through some hard time at work. And my manager called me and said, what you're doing right now, uh, Andy Tuvato, I, I work also as an engineer, so to those who are wondering, what work are you talking about? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and say, hand over what you're doing right now to a new engineer and train him on your job. So, so what's going to happen to my own job? He said, well, you go and be assisting another person. It's okay. I said, well, we are not going to have that man forever, so continue to assist him. And he says, we don't even know what the corporate body is saying concerning your job. We don't know whether they want to scrap it or whatever. So, you know, that's not a good news to hear. 
I sat in his office in January, and I didn't know, I didn't know where I was going through the year when it comes to that job. But I know one thing, that God has my back. That's all that I know. That God is with me. Though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. I, I said to myself, sometimes I said, it, it's not bragging. I said to them in the office, God gave me this job. I will leave when it's time for him to leave. Nobody can ask me to leave. I said, we close down the old place. <laughs> and I left his office and then went back to my seat. I just said some word of prayer and that was it. Then one of my sisters from Toronto called me. I said, oh, Pastor Rico, are you traveling out of the country? I said, no, I don't have a plan. That was January. I mean, that was now February. Said, I saw you in my dream. You stopped by in Toronto to say hello to us, that you are going on an official trip outside the country. Said, I don't know the place, but you're going somewhere. Said, thank you. Few weeks later, to fast track, my manager, the same manager, called me back to his office. Said, well, we received an instruction from the head office in France that everyone who does your own job, the kind of job you do, should report in France for a meeting urgently. And uh, I'm just worried because you may not be able to make it since you are you aren't a Canadian yet. You have to go for visa, and they, they have to be March. The meeting is in March, and this is February. You can't spend one month to get your visa. I said, no, I am going. He said, how do you know that? I said, it's been shown to me. Only if you know what God knows, you will not be worried. Can I tell you that the visa processing was tough? In fact, when you got to the embassy, they were like, no, you can't make it within this short time. But because I was told, I know that I was going, I said I would go. And the visa did not come. I applied for it anyway. I waited for it. I dressed up day one. See, learn how to wait on God. The meeting was to start now. I can't remember the date as I speak right now. But day one of the meeting, I was still in my house in Canada. The meeting had started in Europe. And I kept telling my boss, I am going. In fact, I called it the, the flight and a flight. Uh, so I said, change my flight tomorrow. They said, it's going to cost you 300. Change it because I'm going to go tomorrow. Day one passed. The, the visa did not come. When it was day two, I dragged my bag, dressed up, went to the mail bus. I met the visa right there. You, they will tell you you will not make it, but you tell them I know the God that I serve. If you know what God knows, you will stop worrying. Let's rise to our feet. We hope you were blessed by that teaching. For further inquiries, please visit our website, www.rccgppp.org. You can also check us on Facebook and on YouTube at rccgpppsk, on Instagram and Twitter at rccgppp. If you are within the city of Regina, Canada, you can join us in person at 1771 Bond Street, S4N, 1X7 for a refreshing time in God's presence.